across the NFL world. It's the All City All NFL podcast. Wow, what an amazing weekend. That man, Baldy, through all his travels. Mm-hmm. I'm cuz and uh right off the bat, I mean what a what a weekend of football, man. Well, I mean, all day Saturday, Saturday, right? We knew Saturday was gonna be good. Yeah. We knew it was gonna be good, and it came out hot right away. So we get an overtime game to get things. You know, all the way through Saturday night, obviously things got away, and you know, in the night game, but with Denver. But I thought Sunday and yesterday, like we saw, we saw some teams just like continue to emerge, like Indy, like the Texans, playing shorthanded, you know, backup quarterbacks, all that stuff. Cincinnati, keep, like we're seeing some teams that are still like, uh, and then we saw, you know, what what is Dallas, you know, and what did Buffalo just do to them, and what does that say about Dallas going? into the postseason. Well, let's talk about that. Let's start there because that was the big game of the day yesterday, and the Bills made a statement. Yeah. The Bills were a team that said, you know what, we're going to run it down the Cowboys' throats. Mm-hmm. Something that really nobody's really trying to do that. I well, mean, Arizona did. Yeah. Arizona ran right. for 222 yards. That's a good point. Back in, you know, James back Conner. in like week three. But it was a long time ago. Yeah. A long time ago. So people have been kind of, you know, but this was – even Josh Allen said, look, if, if this was, you know, a ninth-grade science experiment, like I, I got credit for not doing too much. He threw the touchdown pass to James Cook. But they got the running game cranking up. Because I got plays here, honestly. Deion like, Dawkins. Our well, let's man. watch Deion Dawkins right here. Because Deion Dawkins sets the tone for this offensive line. Like he's blocking Damon Clark on the outside right here. And he stays on him 20 yards down the field and then finishes them right here. And the first guy you see down there is Josh Allen going, I saw that, cuz. Like I saw it. <laughs> but they love this play. You know, we had Deion on, on our show here. Yes, we did. They love this play. This, it, this is a counter tackle trap. So James Cook is going to step with his left foot. Yeah. And you're going to just get the defense just to, 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 to basically choke itself down. And then Doc is going to lead the way with the trap. And you get a double team at the top with Spencer Brown and Osiris Torrance. And there goes James Cook. Right through that hole. Right, right through the hole. Travis. Yeah. Yeah. So they, that's a great That's play. a touchdown a touchdown run right there. And, you know, they, I mean, they didn't get fancy because they said, you know what? How about, like, they ran it. What what they did was they just flipped it. We call it Riverside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you just flip it. Now Spencer Brown, it's the same play. James Cook comes over here to the right side. It's a counter step right. Yeah. Now here comes Spencer Brown. There he is. And there goes James Cook. Well, the beauty, too, is. They ran it. He ran it to the outside and said it could break anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I talked to uh, Aaron Cromer, the offensive line coach, yeah. and like this is going to be the same. They run the same play over and over and over again. Here's the same play right here. And this is uh, Ty Johnson right here running at this time. But here it comes. There's Dawkins with a hook block right there. And there's the big right, block right, by right, Spencer right, Brown. Look at all that space. Yeah. Like they're just getting to the outside. Oh, by the way, let, let's, we'll run it one more time here. Like, they run this play again. Here it is. There's, this time he runs it on Micah Parsons. Micah tries to come underneath it, and there goes Cook outside. I mean, it was unbelievable how basically they told Dallas, here we come. We're going to run the same play at you. Over, You try to stop it. And once they know that they can't stop it, I mean, it's all day long. Joe Brady, yeah. the offense coordinator, is like, we'll just keep running it. Because what happens when this goes – like what Baltimore did last night – Especially to start the second half with Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, well, until he broke his yeah, hand, yeah, he really got going. But you know the uh, what, what happens is like Aaron Cromer is the offensive line coach for the Buffalo Bills. He's been around a long time. Oh, yeah. He's coached with some great coaches in his business. And what the line does is they come over and they say, hey, "Coach, don't stop running it." They can't stop it. 
Like, they know. The guys know. Like, Mitch Morris knows. Connor McGovern knows. Dion knows. The rookie, Osiris Torrance, like, coach, keep running it. They can't stop it. So yeah, what do they do? They're leaning on him, leaning on him, leaning on him. Like here, now, here's, they, now they come back the other way. And here comes Deion Dawkins with the trap right there. Like, bam. Look at Deion, man. What a game. Yeah, unbelievable. And there that goes Cook. Incredible. Look at this. I mean, they're just splitting him and hitting him. Guys on the outside, Gabe Davis is blocking. Dawson Knox is blocking. Like, to me, like, James Cook was unbelievable in this game. You know, it's the best game I've seen him play, but he's got great feet. It might have been, he was back at Georgia. Yeah. yeah. It, it looked like that. You know, and then, you know, and then James Cook just this this one touchdown that Josh Allen did throw. Like, like the route combination, everybody's running left. And then they get James Cook one-on-one with Damon Clark here on the outside. And Josh Allen just puts it right on him. So that's the one touchdown throw. But really, I thought, you know, I'm not saying, like, I don't know if teams can just line up and go. They ran the ball 49 times, Coach. Oh, yeah. 49 times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they completely control the line of scrimmage. You could say, okay, the weather, all this. Like, if you can't stop the run. Actually, the weather turned out to be all right. Like, if you remember, it wasn't that bad. And there was really not much wind. I mean, look, I mean, that was just to me an ass kicking. Yeah. That was. I call a, it, it's a woodshed game. Yeah, they took them behind and, the woodshed. I mean, and they know, beat them. And I'll be honest with you. I, you remember, I thought the Bills would win this game. You called it. I, 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 I swore it was this kind of game. There's something about the. Both teams, let's look at them first. Let's look from the Bills' standpoint. There's something about the Bills. I, I I just think they're better than what they were showing. And that now that you were like you have a running game, and they started to have a running game, right? Yeah. Like even is, before the Eagles game. Yes. Even before the Eagles game, they were running the ball well. Yeah, and, and all that that's to me is gonna be, you know, come Really, in the playoffs and that cold weather up there? Well, the, the thing that has hurt this nasty. team, the, the thing that, like, when you run it 49 times like this, you you, you rarely turn the ball over. Yeah. So you, you cut down on it, your mistakes. Josh Allen. Right. You know, and you don't want to take the ball completely out of Josh Allen's hands. But if you've got control of the game like they did, yeah, why? you know, then, then, you, then you do it. The, uh, but I, I would say that if you can keep the score close, and you can run it like this. Like, this James Cook is a special back. Yeah. Really a special back. I, he's, you know, he's not Christian McCaffrey, but he's, he's like just the next step. Like, he's right there with a lot of good backs in this league. So, how does that just happen? Like, they started to run it, but not until they changed offense coordinators and Brady came in did you really see a, hey, we're going to just. Really well, I think the score it. sometimes dictates if you stay with it long enough. So where you can really bend them, you can break their sword, and you can do the things that they did to them. You know, I've been saying for a long time, the Cowboys, when they lost uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, they lost their inside linebacker. And so they've been playing this dime defense with Marquise Bell, um, who's, you know, he's a safety playing a linebacker, and Damone Clark, who, like, they're undersized inside. And, you know, they wanted Mozzie Smith. They played without Hankins yesterday, who's a run stuffer. Yeah. And so that, that showed up. And then I think if you're going to play dime, you're going to play small but fast, which is good against teams that want to throw it. Um, and it's good. But if you want to run it, like, you got, you, you got to figure out a way to stop it. They couldn't figure out a way to stop it. No. They stayed in it. No, they could I, 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 There is a piece of Dallas, and we've been talking about it, that – you know, when they're home and they're feeling good, they're 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 a tough. They can be they can over. You're a basketball coach, okay, and you love basketball. So let me just make the analogy here. Like if you get a team that is a fast break team in a small gym, 
and it's Friday night, and it's just like it, they're just jamming on you and dropping threes. Like they look unbeatable. Yeah. This Cowboys team is seven and zero at home. Yeah. Scoring over thirty points a game. They're three and four on the road. Yep. It's just a fact. Yeah. And so, are they? truly like a dome team because basically they play in a dome in Dallas. Are they basically a dome team? And when the conditions are perfect, they the throws from you know Dak to CD are perfect and to Jake Ferguson, they look perfect. And yesterday, they weren't so perfect. No, and, and you know, it's funny because I made the analogy between Dallas and Detroit last week because Detroit, I, I expected Detroit to play like they did Saturday night mm-hmm. because you could just see it, right? It's you know, you're back at home in that dome, and that dome thing is real. Yeah, it's tough. Well, I mean, you know, Green Bay went in there on Thanksgiving and beat them, beat them pretty good because they got the ball. You know, they took the ball away four times in that game. But if they don't turn the ball over and they got the running game cranked up, yeah. they got Montgomery and they got Gibbs going, and Denver, who had been playing very good defense, yeah. but they've been living off turnovers. And, you know, you know, like they didn't get them. Yeah, yeah, no. But the Bills' defense – Let's give some credit to the Bills' defense because the Bills' defense also showed up in a big way. I mean, look, you know, that that's a defense that got riddled in the second half against the Eagles. They had some, like, late hits type things. Taylor Rapp, you know, got a couple. Like, they got a couple, like, those type of plays. I didn't think Sean McDermott really minded. Like, yeah. he, like he was like – Kind of like it's kind of like that type of game. Like we're just going to be a little chippy. Bills mafia game. We're, we're gonna we're gonna be a little chippy. We're gonna take you know if we get our penalties, we're gonna live with them. But we're gonna let you know that like we're we we put these pads on for a reason. Like we're gonna turn this thing into a physical contest. And it's shown by the way, programming note will be with us next week. So we're looking forward to that. But um, I, the Bills, man, I, they look like a team you don't want to play. Well, they played. Playoffs. They played their style yesterday. I mean, look. I mean, if you can, I don't care. It, like it, it worked out good. The, the fans were into it. Um, they rolled them up pretty good. There's not many teams that are willing to, or can run the ball 49 times as, as effectively as they did, you know, and throw it as little as they had to. Um, so. You can get in those kind of games, though. Those kind of games show up, you know. And how do you – like, to, for Dallas not to be able to stop that play. Like, I, I saw that play ten times. Like, for them not to be able to stop it, that's kind of inexcusable. So, what what is – like, you like who are the Cowboys? We'll answer that – we'll ask that question once again because – Well, we're going to ask you – that question is going to be asked every week. I mean – When they show up like this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you go, you know, there's a part of me that looks at them and goes – you know they're front runner. Can they come, can they travel in the playoffs? And that's going to be the question. You got to go to probably Philadelphia or San Francisco. And can you win? Can you win in those spots? Yeah. Well, San Francisco. Um, you know, it's been two years in a row where the offense just could not. Yeah. Like the defense played pretty good in both games, both playoff losses. The defense played pretty good. They, you know, they turned the ball over, couldn't get the ball to CD. And, like, things are, I think, are different for Dallas's offense now. But that's, you know, people will be reminding the Cowboys if they see Dallas, if they see uh, San Francisco in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, interesting. All right, um, let's go to some of the other action on Saturday, which was an incredible day, especially in the AFC South. And we're going to get to your, uh, to your boys from yesterday. But the Colts... Uh, Man, first of all, Gardner Minshew, 
mm -hmm. right? Steichen. Yep. The kind of job that they're doing, I, I mean, their defense is playing well. Now, granted, the Steelers' offense has been struggling, but that Colts team plays with a lot of heart. Well, look, they lose. Look, okay, they, they play without Jonathan Taylor, so yeah. Zach Moss starts. Zach Moss had a hell of a year. He's had a much better year than Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. He's averaging five yards a carry. He gets hurt. So they're down to Tyler Goodson yes. off the practice squad. Yeah. They ran the ball right down the Steelers' throats. I mean, they ran for almost 200 yards, Yeah. right? Yeah. And they controlled the line of scrimmage, flat out controlled it. And then, look, they, they had all these injuries. You know, uh, Pittman was out. Uh, Pierce got hurt. T.J. Montgomery comes in the game, drops a touchdown pass uh, in the back of the end zone, which could have made a difference early in the game, comes right back, though, down the stretch and makes two big big catches. Like, it's just – Shane's done such a phenomenal job of just the next guy up. And then I've been saying it all along. This defensive front of the Colts is a factor. Like, Samson Abukheim right here, and you look at – uh, DeForest Buckner, and you look at the young uh, pass rushers that they have. I mean, they beat they beat the Steelers up pretty good. And look, the Steelers, if your quarterback can't convert third downs, basic third and like I broke it down, third and three, third and five, third and six, third and seven, they can't convert. Well, and they just made us. They just look like I, I'm not here to bash Mitch Trubisky, but look, he's coming to this league in Chicago. He had trouble reading defenses and making the right throws. And when he did, he had trouble making accurate throws. And it showed up. They went to Mason Rudolph. They're going to go to Mason Rudolph here looking for a spark, looking for better production. Like, they – there's a lot more problems Pittsburgh has. They lost both safeties in a game. Like, there's a lot, a lot of problems that they have. But they have not gotten good quarterback play all year. No, they haven't. And it's amazing because this is the year of the backup. Right? The year of the backup yeah. in the NFL. And it's just fascinating, man. Like, all these second-string guys and third-string yes. guys that are having some real success. Yeah. And that's where, if you're if you're a Steeler fan, you're going, oh, man, how come we're not blessed with a backup? We, we got to deal with Trubisky this whole time, which was a disaster. Well, they've lost three in a row now. Like, you know, it's just slipping away from them. Yeah. You know, and so. And they look like they're beaten. Like, they don't have the same Steeler fight. I don't think they get it back either. I mean, you got a handful of games left, and they look like a beaten team. They look like their team. Like they need to go back and regroup. Well, they they finish. I mean, I don't I don't have the schedule from me. I know they finish yeah. in Baltimore, but you know they got to they they lose three in a row. You got to find a way to win three in a row. Yeah, I do. They look like a team because they no they, they don't look like, like any a, kind of a factor at all. Yeah, they look like a team that's that feels beaten, and it's interesting. Shane Steichen, give him a ton of credit. He what a coach. A, what a coach, right? He's a good coach, man. He's a good coach. You know, I remember talking to Shane before the Eagles season last year in training camp. And, and I said, you know, what, what is this offense going to look like? And he goes, well, I'll tell you what, Baldy. Like, you know, obviously our offensive line, they're, they're good run blockers, really good. But we're also really good pass protectors. And, you know, this A.J. Brown's going to make a difference for us. So we got to feature him. But yet Jalen's a good runner. So he goes, it could change week to week. It's up to us to make sure that we have the, tweak the game plan week to week because of the, our abilities, you know, and, and the versatility that we have. But I feel like he's doing the same thing in Indy. And, and he starts and, with and, Richardson, who has success early. He did. And then he has to go to Minshew. And, and he's been without Jonathan Taylor half the year. 
you mentioned that Pittman got hurt the other day. Zach Jamie Moss went out of the game. Well, you know, the other thing is they're playing with a third-round pick at right tackle, Blake Freeman. They're playing with Bernard Ryman, a second-round pick left tackle. They're playing with two young tackles against T.J. Watt, you know, and Alex Highsmith out there, and they held up just fine. Yeah, T.J. got a couple plays, but, like, they basically held up just fine. You got, you know, I, I think that uh, Quentin Nelson, Big Q, is – Back to his style. Yeah. And Ryan Kelly's back in there. Like, they're all the, – the, the Colts drafted all their offensive linemen. No free agency. Like, they've homegrown all those guys. Yeah. And, and look, it, it shows. And speaking of psyche, and we'll get to the Eagles and Seahawks preview coming up at a little later on the show. But, you know, it's clear that the Eagles are – you know, they missed Steichen a bit. I think so. I think Shane was a good coach, man. He was a good coach. And I think he was good – for Jalen, too, because I think uh, he was stern. He, he he coached hard. He had good reasons why they did. He wasn't trying to be anybody's buddy. Like, he coached hard. You know, loved him up when he had to, but I, I think he, like, he drives his points home. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because clearly. And he's got good creativity. Clearly, the a, to me, coach of the year should come out of the AFC South. Some really, I mean, D'Amico Ryan's and what he's doing. I mean, D'Amico, I mean, are you kidding me? And then yesterday, he's got no CJ, and you saw him up close. Not just no CJ, okay? There's no Nico Collins. There's no Tank Dell. There's the number one and number two receivers. Tank's out for the year, but no Nico, all right? He's got Noah Brown. Uh, Noah Brown, okay, uh, has stepped up. a great huge. story, right? Like, being an afterthought in Dallas. No doubt. I mean, he's not up big. Been, been huge. Been huge. And then Dalton Schultz was a good signing. Devin Singletary, like that kid, like Damian Pierce came to get on the field. Motor Singletary was, like he made the play in overtime to get him down uh, the field to kick the game-winning field goal. But I, I got to, you know, I've, I've known Case Keenum for a long time. I had a chance to talk to him before the game. And they had a choice to make, you know, Davis Mills or, or uh, Case Keenum, at quarterback, with C.J. in concussion protocol, not taking any reps. And they went with Case. And I got to tell you, because most people thought early on, you remember, there was a lot of Davis Mills. Oh, he's going to start. He's going to start. And it was like, no. So D'Amico made, you know, he's the head coach, got to make those decisions. And so you look at uh, Case Keenum because he's he's actually a kind of a fascinating survivor in this industry. Like he comes out of the University of Houston. It's the old run and shoot. All right. Yeah, that system, and, yeah. that system classic, you know, Cliff Kingsbury's there for a little bit. Classic system quarterback. All right. You know, comes to the Texans originally as a rookie. There a couple years, plays a couple games, travels around the league. You know, remember he was in Minnesota oh, yeah. when they came to play yeah. the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, had beaten the Saints the week before. And, you know, takes him right to the brink. Denver signs him. Yeah. You know, Elway says he's our guy. Well, yeah. okay, he wasn't his guy. But, you know, but you know, he just keeps landing on his feet. And here he is yesterday. And they they, they got to hold serve. Indy just won on Saturday. Can they hold serve with the Colts? Hang in there right there with Jacksonville and, you know, and all that. And Case Keenum goes out there. They play it close to the vest. Uh, D'Amico's coaching his butt off there. You know, the, the field goal kicker is, is uh, perfect. It was just a classic game. They're playing without Will Anderson on defense. All, yeah. this, all this stuff. Yeah. And they just, I mean, just they just. Uh, what a great rally. story! It's a great I, story, man. They're right. In the, they're right in the thick of this whole thing. You know, and and, 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 and a and chance to, and to win the division. And, and they play Tennessee in two more weeks. Yeah, and Tennessee was coming. You know, coming feeling Tennessee good about was, themselves. They just came back from beat Miami. You know, and uh, but they. 
boy, that Jalen Petrie is a great player, man. And they just, you know, you know this Jonathan Greenard at defensive end's got 12 and a half sacks, forced a big fumble yesterday. Like, they just got some young players. Malik Collins, they've got guys inside um, that have played on a lot of different teams like Malik Collins, and they're getting a chance to play. And D'Amico, he's got the right, he's just got the right touch with these kids. Yeah, he does. He really does. Well, Saturday also we saw another great game in the year of the backup, which is Jake Browning, right? Like, we've been talking about Jake a lot. And, look, that Minnesota defense is good. Really good. And he rallied them against that defense. That was impressive. Yep, sure was. And they did it, you know, and and they lost Jamar during the game. You know, but the the play by T. Higgins, uh, the touchdown of T. Higgins is just one of the great plays. Like, to be able to go make the catch and then have, like, the, the wherewithal, the, the, just the, the, the understanding of where he is to be able to turn back around and put the ball on the pylon like he did for the touchdown was just an unbelievable play. It wasn't it? Oh, yeah. my God. And it was good to see because uh, T. Higgins had eh, kind of a so-so year and really, you know, nothing. Uh, and people are asking him in Cincinnati, you know. How come we haven't seen a lot of T. Higgins? And, you know, and it was he was due for a game like that. And, boy, man, no chase. And, and you know, so Jamar gets hurt, and he just owned the fourth quarter. Yeah. it was. Uh, but Jake Browning is the story. Again, he's the story. I mean, if you just did nothing but just look at the stats, you go, oh, Joe Burrow's having a good stretch. He's coming down to stretch playing. He, he looks like Joe Burrow. And it's not. I mean, this is Jake Browning seeing the field. You can't pressure him into mistakes. Like he was just a, it was just. And Minnesota can they can fool you with the best of them, uh, with what they do and the illusion that Brian Flores is creating. Uh, that was a fun game to study though, because you got to stay locked in, play to play. You got to know where your hots are. You got to like you're gonna you're gonna yeah, get hit. You're gonna get sacked. Yeah. He's gonna come after you. He's yeah. gonna gamble a lot. But I mean, those he hung in there, man. That's that's that, that's an unbelievable win by Cincinnati. It really was. Uh, last night, we saw the Ravens take apart the Jags. Wow. You want to talk about the, the run game, too. Like, you know, Lamar didn't have to do much. I mean, he, he made a couple of ridiculous plays, keep plays alive. But then second half, they just ran the ball right down their throats. Well, <clears throat> they say, hey, come on. Let's they, that's, you know, they, 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 they know who they are defensively. I mean, but I, I just don't, you know, at the end of the first half, I just don't understand, like, how Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jags can make that mistake, cuz. Like, you get the, you finally get the like deep te- shot to yeah. Zay Flowers. Ridiculous. It's a close game. Yeah. You get the shot to, and I hear, I see Doug Peterson on the sideline, like, clock it, clock it, clock it. And then you get up and you, you throw it, like, you don't clock it. And you run it with 11 seconds or 15 seconds, whatever there was left, and you throw it to Parker Washington, and he gets tackled in bounds. Yeah, well, like you, you can't do that. Like, like I mean, this stuff right? is honestly. You run this. You run this drill every week. Okay, two minutes, no timeouts. All right, here here's the situational football. Like you can't lose that chance for a field goal right there. You just can't. Especially after like they had first half. You know, they Jackson, moved the ball. They went up and down the field. They moved man. the ball real good. They threw the ball real good against them. They did. And, you know, the kicker, who's usually money, yep. misses two free two field goals. And then, you know. I mean, they, 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 they're, in the, they're deep in the red zone three times. They come away with no points. Yeah, it's a killer. I mean, you can't do that against Baltimore. You nah. can't do that in, in any game. 
So well, like that just killed that Baltimore team. Yeah, I mean that. I mean it, they. That was a, that. I was disappointed with Lawrence. He, you know, a couple times he didn't take care of the ball. There was a fumble. Mm-hmm. And the game was still a game, and then you know, early in the fourth quarter. And he just, he, he, he didn't take care of it. Well, he didn't, but the Ravens. So, you know, Lamar, there's there's just no, I mean, people can tell me about Randall or Mike Vick. Or, there's no comparison to Lamar Jackson right now, to any other, anybody that's ever played the game. Like, nobody has won as many games. Nobody has a winning percentage. Nobody has a road winning percentage, even close to Lamar Jackson. And what he did to the Jacksonville Jaguar defense, I was in here watching it this morning. And I was getting dizzy just watching Jacksonville chase him and make one play after another after another. And, oh, by the way, they lose Mark Andrews, but here's Charlie Kolar. Here's Isaiah Likely. Like, it's still tight end based. Well, and some of the plays that Lamar made, oh, my God. Here's the thing about him. He's got a heart of a lion, man. Oh, he's as tough as they come. I mean, my God. But he's not standing up tall and delivering strikes. Like, he knows he's getting rocked. Yes. He's, he'll stay in there until he'll take all those hits. And he, he never, ever flinches. No, he And does. he never gets tired. No. Like, he never – like, it's Jordan-like. Like, he never gets fatigued out there. You never see him tired or gassed. And he's running – like, I'm getting tired just watching Jacksonville chase him around the yard. So, let's talk about Lamar for a second because, you know, we talked about it earlier when he was the, he was the first of the MVP candidates – uh, I think that that showed himself. Um, what's well, the difference between Lamar this year and previous Lamar? Because I I think it's he's got a better grasp of the position. He he really seen the field more. Well, I, I well you know he ran for twelve hundred yards when he was the unanimous MVP of this league, two thousand eighteen. So like he's not going to run for twelve hundred yards. He doesn't I'm need talking to as a thrower. But he he his his uh, you know he he has a number of just easy throws okay just you know your basic college offense type throws but but he throws the ball like his ability to see the whole field and just naturally he's just naturally accurate like from any position because he if you said okay he's got to be uh, you know he's got to be more uh, fundamentally sound he's got to set his feet he's got to keep his shoulder like he's he just naturally can throw a football, and he can throw it accurately, and he's and he's got a he's got a flick release. Well, it, it's he's a, a wrist it, thrower. It's amazing. A, you, but you he reminds you like like the wrist throwers, the great wrist throwers. Mike Vick was one, right? You could just so snap they, it. They flick it, and it goes it's eighty yards. Like that's a that's still an amazing gift. Yeah, like he doesn't have to wind up at all no. to get the ball down the field, and and then he could just get he can get mustard on it when he needs to. Like I don't know how he. Like everybody else in this league right now, that as soon as they drop their eyes and they read the rush, like basically the play's over. But Lamar somehow can do all of that in the pocket and find open receivers. Like he has a an ability to find open receivers or throw guys open on the move, unlike anybody else. So conversely, I do think the Jags miss Christian Kirk a lot. Yeah, they do. Because they do. he was their tech to take the top off the yeah. The defense. Well, he was a slot receiver. He had he had his role. They got Zay back, you know. But but and Zay's. I mean, shame he got hurt again. Yeah, and he pulled that you, hamstring. You could see he was he was still late. Th- they were thin. The They're thin at, at the receiver position. So it it showed up yesterday for sure. And but you know I, I take nothing away from Baltimore. I mean those guys they are a difficult defense 
to figure out. They they do the spot dropping. Um, nobody else really does it quite like them. They're in zone, but they match up real good. Uh, they just are very disciplined and organized about what they do. And the pass rush oh, is fierce. Oh, how about that beast in yeah. the middle? Well, just about a BK, he uh, set an NFL record oh yesterday. Oh, my God. Well, it was 11 straight games now with at least a half a sack. Yeah. But it's just the way that they – it's Kyle Van Noy, Genevieve and Clowney. Like, it's all these other pieces. It's, it's, it's Patrick Queen and Roquan and how they are kind of blitzing and coming. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of factors how they get the rush and affect the quarterback. You know what's interesting is that um, I love the I, – I, you were doing a Baldi's breakdown, and you were saying, you know, you know who hasn't done that? Reggie White hasn't done no. that. No, Aaron you, Donald never you did You went this. through all the great – Bruce Smith. Yeah. Nobody's ever done 11 – at least a half a sack in 11 straight games in the history of this league. Like, it's just – you know, he's, he's up to 12 sacks now, 12 and a half sacks. Like, he's – you know, from a defensive tackle position – He's at the very top of the charts. And so it's a, it's a real credit. Like, because what you're seeing is just what they did was this offseason, one of the things they did was they hired Chuck Smith, who ran a pass, pass rushing academy in Atlanta for a long time. They hired uh, Chuck to be the pass rush specialist. And he took all, everybody on defense, and he works with them individually on rushing the passer. And the guy that's really elevated his game is Matt Abike, to a different level, but everybody that rushes the passer are better pass rushers. He just looks, you know, like well, he's he's very explosive. He is just very very explosive, oh, extremely man. powerful, powerful, yeah. explosive. Like he, it's all of a sudden he pops on the screen. You know, ninety two. Like you, he just you're like, oh man, there he is again. Mm-hmm. He's fun to watch. Well, he had four quarterback hits yesterday. Four, like four times he laid the wood. Yeah, to, like, to Trevor sunshine, Long. sunshine was yeah. getting beat up. Oh, he got mangled. Yeah. He's got he's got some flexibility things that nobody else has. I mean, he got bent backwards in half the other yesterday, and he got right up from it. Yeah. Are you worried about Jacksonville though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I thought defensively they played good. I mean, it's just hard to defend Lamar. Allen played well. Well, I mean, they, they, they look Alua Kwan, Rayshon Jenkins. Like they have good defensive players. Their corners are good. Darius Williams is a really good player. They have good players. They're just not um, changing the game right now defensively. They're not taking the ball away. They're not creating these takeaways. Um, you know, and when that starts happening and giving extra bats to an offense who's struggling, Travis Etienne can't get you three yards of carry. No. So, like, That's the one game. one where, you know, all the fantasy people are going. They still don't even understand yeah. Etienne. Like, what happened to Travis Etienne? I don't know. I, I mean, I can't put my finger on it, but, like, they're just – I mean, Baltimore's a, a great defense. They're, num- you know, number one and number two, them in San Francisco right now. They have been all year. But uh, teams have run the ball on Baltimore. They, they couldn't get anything going. He had 10 runs for 30 yards. Oh, I mean, I know. He struggled all night. Incredible. Ravens. Wow, they, the, uh, the, it, it's a lot of fun because these teams – have just, you know, like you see them separating. Well, I mean, they like, it's, it's like I, yesterday, Joe Flacco pulling one out. Like, no business. No business. Beating the Bears. The Bears had the most, um, just if I could, at the end of this game. Like, I, like it's 17-17. Joe makes the throw to Amari Cooper. Like, an unbelievable throw. And Amari finishes it to tie the score up 17-17. Chicago has been rushing four all game, led by Montez Sweat. And affecting um, 
Joe Flacco. Yeah. I mean, they, they hit Joe Flacco. They intercepted Joe Flacco. They battered Joe Flacco with four. So they get third and 15 with 56 seconds to go in a game. And I'm a big Matt Eberflus fan. I think he knows defense. Yeah. I think he's a good coach. Yeah. This defense has improved a lot tremendously. Jalen Johnson, TJ Edwards, like they, David, Eddie Brisker or Jaquan Brisker, like they played great. For some reason, on third and 15, they max blitz Joe Flacco and drop a defensive tackle, Justin Jones, into the middle of the field. And, and Joku ran right by him, untouched. Like, Justin Jones is 330 pounds. He's, he can't cover that tight end. And Joe sees it and just hangs on and buys it and floats it to Njoku. He goes 30 to get him in field goal range to win it. Like, it's just it, – the call made no sense. They, yeah. they literally yeah, controlled the passing man. game. All the, and they're at the 47-yard line. All, I mean, if they gave up 10 yards, it's still questionable whether they're going to be able to make the field goal. Right. So, like, just well, play the defense. One thing you can't do is give up that kind of big play. But the call just – like, nah, they didn't need to do that because all game, Cleveland really – like, you know, they lost uh, they lost Batonio, their left guard. Like, they – you know, they're down four tackles right now. Like, their front four controlled things, and they're really good. It, it just I, – I just – I just shook my head going, why would Matt do that? And yeah. I bet knowing these coaches, like, you just don't – you, you look at that call and you go, why did I make that call? Yeah. What was I trying to do? Yeah. Yeah. It's and shame. the result is they end up losing the game. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's a shame because they play well again. They played really good. Their defense is a really good, really good defense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Coming up, we got to preview the Monday night game. Let's do it. Because that Monday There's a lot night going game on. is wild. And the Eagles make a huge change within their coaching staff. So we got to discuss that. It's coming up in a second. Mm. All right, the big Monday night game, wow, uh, from Seattle. And it's crazy because we don't know the status of both quarterbacks. Here we are. It's uh, 4 p.m. on Monday. And we still don't know the you know who's going to play. First from the uh, – it looks doubtful that Geno Smith is going to play. It looks like – Drew Locke played last week yeah. against San Francisco. Played well. Played really well. I mean, he, I mean, San Francisco is a good defense, but I thought Drew Locke threw the ball really good. He, he, he didn't look like he had a lot of rust on him. He hadn't started a game in years. And so I, I thought Drew Locke played really, really good last week. Yeah, I, you know, interesting. Uh, I thought he played really well. I thought he threw the ball. And, I, and I'm shocked. Like, how does that happen? He got the ball over. It's the Niners. He got the ball down the field over, you know, to DK for a touchdown over the 49ers' heads. Um, but I thought he maneuvered in the pocket real yeah. good with Bosa coming after him and Fred Warner. Like I thought he, I thought he handled himself well. That was always a, uh, a guy I thought that was always disrupted by Rush. Like we saw, a, you know, and listen, that happens a lot. Yeah. A lot of those guys that become, you know, backups, they, mm-hmm. they just get so affected. Well, they don't, get, they, don't they, they just don't, you know, they, they don't get a lot of work, yeah. you know? And so most teams, you're, you got your, like, no, but when he was starting for Denver, mm-hmm. and you know, I thought that was one of the things that derailed him. Yeah, well, I thought you know he always had the he always had a good arm. Yeah, but I do think you're right. I do think he probably dropped his eyes too quickly. You know, he was reading the rush. You know, it's just a it's a cardinal sin at a quarterback position. You got to keep your eyes up to see what's going on and to know where to go with the ball. But I thought he he knew where to go last week. I thought you know they. You know, they had a fake punt against him. They stole a possession. They just different things happened. But uh, you didn't come away saying 
Drew Locke is why Seattle lost the game to San Francisco. He right. didn't say that. Right. No, I listen, I thought he played well. Now, for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts has, you know, flu-like symptoms, you know, the whole thing. And uh, we'll see if Jalen can go. If not, it'll be uh, Marcus Mariota. Yeah. So, you know, which is close to where he played all his college ball up there in Oregon, you know. So he's familiar with the Pacific Northwest. I don't know what the weather situation is, but he's played in all the bad so weather. So I looked, and it's really, it's, there's like a 40% chance of rain. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. In Seattle, right around kickoff. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like light rain, uh, temps in the 40s, low 40s. And for, for Jalen, when you're sick and being out in that kind of nasty weather, it's one thing to be sick and playing in a dome. It's another thing to be sick and playing that cold, wet. Well, he, you know, he's had, he's had fever. He's got a fever. He's had chills. He's got, you know, the, all the body aches, all the stuff, you know, flu. All right. Flies on a separate plane. You know, doesn't want to infect his team, so he goes separate, which is, uh, which is the smart thing to do when you're that sick. It's just really a question of it's not a question of toughness or anything, Jones. Yeah. It's a question of really how strong are you physically. Everybody that does get the flu, um, everybody that went through COVID, it, it weakens you. It just weakens your body, and it's, and if your body is weak, you know, you just wonder like you're out there running around. You know, your you you know your wind is getting tested. All those things, like can you can you play through it? Sometimes you can, sometimes you just can't. And I don't know at this point right now. I don't know. It's like four o'clock here, so we're we're four hours away from kickoff. I don't know if they know right now. I'm sure he's probably getting all the IVs, getting all the fluids in him right now. All that stuff that you can do to try and get yourself as right as possible. Um, and I think you know the the games. The game plan's got to change a little bit if Marcus Mariota is in there, just because he, he just hasn't played in this system very much. Well, I, I, you're right. And one of the things that was kind of quizzical, I think everybody in Philadelphia was asking, is we saw the Bills run over the Cowboys, all right? I mean, that Seattle defense is not good. Yeah. Um, well, how come the Eagles didn't run on the Cowboys? And will they run it tonight? You know, I, Philadelphia has that where run the ball, run the ball, run well, the ball. Especially with Marcus. I mean, you know, he can run all the read options and all yeah. the quarterback keepers. He can do all that stuff, even like pull the ball down. And um, I would think that that would be a good way to kind of start the game to try and get it featured. You know, you might even want to activate Rashad Penny, who was drafted by Seattle. I'm sure he'll be motivated to look at Pete Carroll and some of the guys on the other side that he – you know, that he's gone to war with before, and he's played very little this year. But he's certainly, you know, a guy that if he gets into a groove, we don't know because he hasn't he hasn't had a chance to get into one. But if he's gotten into a groove, he's a big back that can go a long ways. It'll be interesting to see if Penny is up tonight. I would think that that might be a guy that, you know, they've, they've gone to Boston Scott, they've gone to Kenneth Gainwell. Like, it'd be interesting to see if the former Seahawk is up tonight and active. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, they they haven't had a role for him. No. They haven't had injuries. DeAndre Swift has been the guy. They but like, they, they got Swift. They like Gainwell. I personally would like, like to like see them. I personally would like to see. Like, I mean, I've broken down Jordan Malata almost from the start here in the film room, and I can't tell you how many games this year. Probably only but one game have I broken down Jordan Malata and Landon Dickerson because. Like, it used to be a weekly thing last year, watching those guys just move the line of scrimmage. And they really don't allow that to happen. 
And I just haven't understood it all year. Outside of maybe the first game of this year where they did it against the Patriots and DeAndre Swift had a great game. Like, I haven't really seen them lean on the run game this year. Well, they go away from it pretty quick. They do. Yeah. If they even start out with yeah. it. You know, I've seen them not the even. The other play. thing, too, is that it's almost like they don't want to run it if Jalen is not a part I, of I understand. It. I understand, like, Jalen, like, you know, Jalen's got, he's had the bruise and he's had, the, you know, some injury issues. But there's nothing wrong with just handing it off and letting these guys go to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the big story, though. Yeah. It's not Jalen sick, being sick. It's not Geno Smith and Drew Locke. It's the Eagles on defense. So there was a change. Mm -hmm. So Sean Desai is going upstairs, and Matt Patricia will call the plays on defense. Yeah. Well, and, and like that came out of nowhere. late Friday. It came out of nowhere. Right? But you got to believe that during the week, they must have made the switch. Yes. They didn't make the switch on Friday. No. They had to make the they, they had to make the change out, after it leaked on Friday. It came out on Friday. Okay. Right. So, but still, like they so you you play in Dallas on Sunday night, Dak lights you up, and you go, we we like they've given up 29 touchdown passes this year, cuz only the Washington Commanders going into this week had given up more. They gave up 22 all of last year in 17 games. So and it's not just personnel. So personnel is part of it, but it's not just personnel. So they're on the plane ride coming home, and I got to believe that Nick is going, we got to get this thing fixed. We're in the stretch run. We just had two horrible performances in a row. I wonder if it was done on the plane ride home. And he just pulled Sean and pulled Matt aside and said, I think we got to change. The, like, that's what I would do. Yeah. Man to man. Yeah. You're on the, you know, you're on your plane ride. Yeah. You're up there, you know, kind of like huddling up. You're watching the game. And it's going, listen, guys, like, this isn't personal, but we got to make a change. I don't know how it went down. Like, I don't know if anybody knows. No, no. But, yeah. you know, for that to come out on Friday, because you, like, obviously. Is that, def- Buff- is that desperation? Well, you know, like, what's weird is, like, say Buffalo, they go and they fire their offense coordinator and they elevate Joe Brady. The offense coordinator is not in the building anymore, okay? Usually, when you make a change to coordinated position, that's what you do. Yeah. You fire somebody. Yeah. Like, you're not doing the job. This is about winning games. We're not getting the job done. Steelers did it. Steelers did it. Yeah. Like, he's, he's not around. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't, like, you're making, are you making a change? Like, are you trying to be nice? To me, the statement that you should make is, Sean, we respect you. You've given it everything that you, that you can we got to go in a different direction. I don't understand him going upstairs, what that does. Well, and to play devil's advocate, he since first year, so maybe you're thinking, you know. You, you can hang on to him and he can rehab? You, kind of. Okay. I mean, All right. You know, All right. I, I don't pos- know. I mean, maybe no, no, out, I mean, out of fairness. I didn't think about like, that. I didn't think about that. That's possible. You know. But, you know, like, they're telling the players. You got Patricia in it for a reason, right? Like, he's another mind. He was another guy who was a head coach and worked under Belichick. Yeah, no doubt. No, he's you got. Know, he's, he's look. He, he's he's bright, got bright, bright guy. Okay, um, it could be a different, you know, different voice coming into Zach Cunningham's helmet um, tonight. Uh, you know, and so it's going to be it's going to be different. Now, I thought Desai. One of the things that he was different than Jonathan Gannon, but was he was much more aggressive. Yeah, he blitzed a lot more. A lot of pressures. Some of them didn't work. Yeah, some of them, you know. Now, tonight, no Darius Slay. Got DK Metcalf. You know, you got Jackson Smith and Jigba. You got Tyler Lockett. You're short your best corner. 
So there's not going to be any matchups. You know, Bradbury will stay on the right side, but they're going to be thin at that position. Tonight, no matter who's calling the plays, like their pass rush has to show up. That's it. I mean, we've been talking about the Eagles all year. When it comes to their defense, mm -hmm. Everything's about their pass rush. It has to be. Can they disrupt the yeah? It has to be. I mean, they way. put all the resources into their pass rush. Yeah. All right. Their first round picks, their money, their free agency. That you you bring Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox back. You put the resources into your defensive line. They have to. Whoever's playing quarterback for Seattle, they got to feel their punch. If if, if Philadelphia is gonna, you know, have a reasonable shot to win this game, keep the score down. Yeah. Yeah. I, it looked it's a big game because. You're still alive for the number one seed. Yeah, still there. Yeah, Baltimore's got to go to San Francisco on uh, Christmas night. I mean, you don't know what's you know how that's going to turn out. The Giants twice in yep. Arizona. Yeah, in between. So I mean, you got three games that you can flat out win, but it it uh, you can't limp home. This is a like I played in Seattle. You play out west and you lose. It's a six hour misery. Yeah, it's six hours yeah. of misery, especially if it's your third loss in a row. Yeah, that's a bad ride home. Yeah. That's a lot of time to think about it. You know, you just change coordinators. The quarterback will see what his condition is tonight. Like, it's – you can rally. You can go back and you can win your three games. But are you going to be a confident team? They win tonight? I have my doubts. Hmm. I have my doubts tonight. I really do. Like, I, I, I don't feel like they're a confident team. And not because they lost to San Francisco and, and Dallas, two worthy opponents. I just don't feel – like, I, I, I saw them struggle against Buffalo, struggle against Washington. I, I've seen them struggle most of the year. I haven't seen them just stomp anybody yet this year. Well, a lot has to do with, you know, when you're facing a good quarterback. So, I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see about Jalen. You know, it's so hard to predict that. But I, I remember I one time, like, I, I don't believe in getting sick. But I remember one time I was in college. Baldy said, real quick, Baldy said, I don't get sick. Infants get yeah, babies sick. get sick. All right, it's just a mindset. But I remember one time I had strep throat. You know what strep throat is? Yeah. You can't you can't swallow, yeah. right? Like everything hurts. It's on fire. I, yeah, it's on fire, right? So I had strep throat. So um, you know, I'm, I'm taking you know you, you take penicillin if you get strep throat. I'm in college and we're playing Penn State in the rain, right? And um, I'm like, there's no way I'm missing Penn State game. No way. So I don't care if we win, we lose. I'm not missing this game. So I, I go out and I play the game. And I'm like, I've got the fever, the whole thing. I go out there and I swear to God, I came out of that game and we won the game. And the strep throat was gone. And I think it was just all the adrenaline kicked into the body. Literally. And it I didn't fought take, it. it. It beat it. Like, I didn't take any more penicillin. Like, the next day I was fine. Like, I never had it. And I used to get uh, strep throat when I was a kid. Like, every winter. And, uh, you know, like when I was a teenager and stuff, like had never come back. The germs run from Baldy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe that will happen. I'm only bringing the story up, not about me. Maybe it's like something like that can happen to Jalen tonight. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Maybe the adrenaline. You know, the body, you know, miss it heals itself, it man. Does. It's its own medicine cabinet. It's right. That's right. All right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Really looking forward to it. We'll be live at the Reading Terminal Market in Philadelphia. So we're going to have a lot of fun, and we'll be eating a lot. Yeah. The meats. Let's do it. The meat locker. We'll have a lot I'm coming. I'm coming in the Christmas spirit, man. I'm coming with my appetite. Santa Baldy, man. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's fantastic. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button so you get every show right in your inbox, right there on YouTube and all over. Uh, don't forget All City, All NFL Podcast. 
for Baldy. I'm Cuz. Thanks to Andrew Frazier, our fine producer. And we'll see you tomorrow. Y'all silly like the mayor.